Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show Friday edition. I hope all of you are having fantastic starts to your weekend, especially all of you on my favorite site, YouTube. Click like, click subscribe, give us some great comments. I appreciate all the time that you guys spend consuming Outkick content. March is going to be I think the second or third best month in the history of OutKick, which is incredible because usually everybody in the world of sports dominates in the fall. So the fact that we are putting up the numbers that we are right now in March, truly unprecedented. That's a credit to you guys. Click like and subscribe. All right. Some of you may have just heard me talking on Clay and Buck. I want to go right in at this exact moment and break down what I think are the most significant aspects of this Trump indictment from New York City Prosecutor Alvin Bragg so far. Um, And again, we haven't seen the full indictment. It's not out. But based on media coverage, it seems connected to Stormy Daniels and also uh, to to the other chick whose name is Karen Karen McDougal, who was a former Playboy playmate, got $150,000 from National Enquirer, Uh, for a catch-and-kill story that Trump later evidently uh, uh, compensated the National Enquirer for, and simultaneously the $130,000-some-odd dollars that Stormy Daniels seems to have gotten. All right, so let's start here. Uh, This has never occurred. A president, former president, current presidential candidate, we have never seen in the 240-year history of the United States of America— We have never seen a charge like this brought uh, against a, uh, a candidate and also a former president like Donald Trump is. I believe this is a crossing the Rubicon moment. It's a reference to Caesar back in the day. Uh, We will now, I believe, regularly see charges like these brought by political opposition to try to attack through the political process. This is a political charge brought against Donald Trump because he entered into politics. If Trump had just said, you know what, I'm a billionaire, I don't ever need to run for political office, none of these charges would have ever happened. None of the attacks would have ever occurred on him. He would be still at 78, 76, whatever years old he is, playing golf, well-beloved, no issues whatsoever. So this is a political charge brought in a state court. Now, from a uh, analysis of the charges perspective, I don't think they're going to stick legally. I think there's a statute of limitations issue. That is, I believe the statute of limitations has run out on these charges. Uh, And I also believe they're trying to make a state crime out of primarily federal violations because remember, Trump was running for a federal office, not a state office. If he had been running for governor of New York, maybe this is different. But I think what you need to recognize is This is a calculated decision by a Democrat prosecutor to bolster his own legitimacy while attacking the underlying basis of United States supremacy and jurisprudence, right? 
Uh, and let me kind of explain what I mean by this. There has been a calculated decision to go and make DA's offices as left-wing as you possibly can. George Soros has been a big part of this. And he's done it because you can have a massive influence without having to spend that much money in the process. Let me give you an example. If I'm a billionaire, if I'm a billionaire and I really am committed to either the Democrat or the Republican candidate for president, I can probably find a way to get tens of millions of dollars down on my preferred candidate, whether it's a Democrat or Republican. Lots of different ways you can do that, right? But most often, in big national elections, money basically cancels itself out. In other words, there if I'm a Republican and I'm finding a way to put down $50 million, there's probably someone else who is a Democrat that can also put down $50 million. The money ends up, by and large, canceling itself out. What George Soros recognized is if he wants to have left-wing prosecutors, there's not very much money being spent on those DA elections. And so if he puts in a few hundred thousand dollars in a bunch of different races, he can be a big, huge part of the DA that ends up getting elected. And those DAs can then enforce far left-wing criminal justice policies, which is how we have found ourselves at 21st century crime highs because the DAs, by and large, are not prosecuting criminal offenses at a high rate. The data just came out. 67%, I believe it was, of all felony and misdemeanor charges in Washington, D.C., for example, are just being tossed. They are not being applied because there is this idea that our criminal justice system is racist and as a result, we should not be putting people behind bars. And that's how you end up with violent criminals out on the streets raining terror down upon people all over this country. Almost everyone committing an act of violence should never have been on the street at all because it's very rare that the first time somebody commits a crime, it is of a violent nature. Most violent criminals are violent criminals for a long time, and if we kept them behind bars, they never would have been able to take out uh, and perpetrate their actions on innocent victims. Okay, so George Soros recognized that he could spend a relatively small amount of money to co-opt and take over our criminal justice system by putting in all these far left-wing prosecutors. And as a result, Alvin Bragg is now in office. And by the way, George Soros can say, I didn't actually give money. His organization gave money to an organization that supports Alvin Bragg. All right. It's a fig leaf discussion that he is not actually giving money to Alvin Bragg. And then you end up with a really interesting perspective because you have a far left-wing Democrat who now is in a local office that has decided the best thing for his political viability, and he's probably right, is to bring criminal charges against Donald Trump, even if those are, pardon the pun, trumped up charges, because this is typically a misdemeanor. The statute of limitation has passed, and they are doing whatever they can to try to catch Trump, not because they're trying to preserve the rule of law, but because they are desperate 
They are desperate to charge Trump with a crime because of Trump derangement syndrome. So I believe this is a crossing the Rubicon moment because now it will become commonplace to charge political adversaries with crimes, even if they are not legitimate crimes because the process itself of the charges is the punishment regardless of how it plays out. We'll be right back. Got to take a little break here. We are rolling without kicking. You don't want to miss a moment. Stay tuned. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Now, I also believe this is a calculated attempt by Democrats to put Donald Trump in as the nominee in 2024. In fact, and this is important, it can simultaneously be both good, good for uh, Trump in the Republican uh, primary and bad for him in the general because Joe Biden is an awful candidate. Joe Biden has been an atrocious president on virtually every single statistical measure. Everyone is worse off with Joe Biden in office than they were before Joe Biden took office. Inflation, crime, the border, foreign relations, everything Joe Biden has touched has turned to crap. That's the Biden's touch. But Democrats They know they're putting Joe Biden in because he's the best of their bad options. He's the incumbent president. And they are going to run him against whoever the Republicans put forward. They believe, Democrats do, that Trump is the worst possible Republican nominee and maybe the only Republican that Joe Biden will be. And they believe that because they're looking at the data And they're saying, okay, 81 million people voted against Donald Trump in 2020 2020 election. Okay? Again, let me repeat that. They didn't vote for Joe Biden. They voted against Donald Trump. There's hardly anybody who's a real strong Biden advocate. And they believe those same 81 people, 81 million people, will show up and vote against Donald Trump again if it's Trump versus Biden. And they also believe There are enough people in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, Georgia, the toss-up states. They believe that Biden doesn't seem scary to people in those states because he's an old, bumbling moron, but he doesn't seem like a dangerous person. And my concern is that 2024, if Trump is the nominee and he doesn't run an incredibly adroit campaign, the story turns into Trump as opposed to being a referendum on the incumbent, Joe Biden. Democrats have a chance to win if Trump is the 2024 story. They have no chance to win if Joe Biden has to defend his time in office. Usually elections are referendums on incumbents, but the Democrats are gambling, and that's what these charges reflect, that if they put Trump in as the choice that they can beat Trump. Now, they made the same gamble in 2016, and they were wrong. They narrowly won in 2020. What will happen in 2024? I think it's a 50-50 election. Trump will not blow out Joe Biden. Joe Biden will not blow out Trump. It's going to be another one of those elections where all of us have to stay up all night long 
and then it takes multiple days for all the counting to come in to know who won this election. Because remember, in 2020, if 20,000 people changed their vote in Wisconsin, Arizona, and Georgia, Trump would have won in 2020. Okay? Keep all that in mind. Now, big part of this, okay? The overall plan, I believe, the Biden administration hasn't commented on these charges at all. Why? I believe what's going to happen is Joe Biden is going to eventually come out and say what I said earlier on the radio show. He's going to adopt the Shaggy defense. Do you remember the Shaggy song? It wasn't me, right? Go back and listen. Girlfriend catches him banging right there in the house, cheating on her. And his only defense is it wasn't me, right? The Joe Biden defense is going to be, that's New York City. It's not federal prosecutors. It's not me. If charges eventually are brought in Georgia, which I think there's a very good chance of, Joe Biden's defense is going to be, it's not me either. And I believe, you want to you know, the, the, you want me to call the shot here, I believe what's going to happen is eventually they're going to come back with the special counsel looking at the classified documents and January 6th. And I think there's going to be a recommendation. Remember, Merrick Garland still makes the call. Jack Smith is the investigator here. He's going to come and say, we believe there are charges to be justified. Now, I think Joe Biden's classified document scandal cancels much of that out. But I think Biden is going to then say, this is three, this is three or four-dimensional chess. I think he's going to say, I think it's better off for the country if we do not... We do not indict Trump on the Department of Justice front because he's already going to have the indictment in the state of New York and in the state of Georgia. And he can then say, those are local state issues. This isn't me at all. Tell me that that is not an incredible play. And then Biden can say, I'm trying to unite the country. I'm trying to stop the Department of Justice from getting involved. Let's just let the people decide And he looks like, in his own mind, he's above the fray, even though Trump is still getting those charges. Now, I understand some of you out there saying, well, the reason Trump's getting charged is because Democrats are afraid of him. I don't think so. I think Democrats are trying to ensure that Trump is the Republican nomination nominee because he is the weaker nominee compared to, let's say, DeSantis or Nikki Haley. This is in the mind of Democrats. And that they believe Biden will beat Trump again in 2024 if we get a rematch. And so I don't think this is about them being afraid of Trump at all. I think this is about trying to do two things. Simultaneously elevate him in the Republican primary while attacking him in the general. Because remember, the people who bailed on Trump were primarily white women, moms in the suburbs. Why are those same white women in the suburbs who won the election for Joe Biden, also white men, college-educated voters, why are those voters going to abandon Joe Biden and flip to Trump? The way you have to think about it is, how many of the 81 million Biden voters are going to show up again in 2024? How many of the 75 million Trump voters are going to show up again? In other words, What changes in 2024? What should happen going forward? 
And how does that play out in 2024? And if you're running against Trump, you're Nikki Haley, you're uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, potentially you're Ron DeSantis, whoever else gets in the race, I think there's going to be an overwhelming call for there to be an abandoning, an abandoning of Trump uh, opposition and just say, hey, let's put Trump in as the runner. So uh, as the nominee. So again, I think all of this is going to be fascinating to watch play out. Uh, It can make sense for Alvin Bragg, for Joe Biden, for the Democrat Party, and simultaneously be incredibly destructive to our own Democrat institutions. And the way that I would finish analyzing this is, the Democrats have told you for seven years that Donald Trump is a unique threat to our democracy. And they have so bought into this idea, democracy dies in darkness with the Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC. They have so bought into Trump as a unique existential threat to the United States and its democracy that they are willing to embrace far-reaching, authoritarian, dictator-like decisions. Because everything that they told you Trump was they actually are embracing. COVID was a great test of this. If Trump had truly been a dictator, he would have taken every bit of power he wanted because he had full range of authority in March and April of 2020. And do you know what Trump mostly did when he had generational level power opportunities? He deferred to scientific experts and individual mayors and governors and allowed them to make whatever decisions they wanted. My concern is that in 2024, the story should be, did Joe Biden do a good enough job to deserve a second term? My concern is, and I think Democrats know this, if Trump is the nominee, the story shifts from Biden and almost entirely becomes a referendum on Trump because Trump is always the biggest story. And Democrats believe that if that is the story, that they will sweep into office for a second term. So that is my thoughts on the Trump indictment, which represents a next level of Democratic attack on our institutions for the first time in 240 years. Democrats are everything that they have told you Trump is. All right. Almost here for the weekend. By the way, a lot of you, dangerous weather coming in. If you're in the central part of the country, if you're in the southeast, I hope all of you stay safe. Um, I am going to take the under in FAU San Diego State, the under 131 and a half uh, in FAU SDSU. And I am going to take uh, the UConn minus five and a half in their matchup. I think UConn is going to end up being the overall champion. I think they will beat Miami and then win on Monday. We will break all that down for you when it finally gets here. I appreciate all of you. I hope you have fantastic weekends. I will be on Sean Hannity, I think. Hold on, let me check. Just got some text messages during the show. Uh, I will be on uh, Sean Hannity tonight. You can watch me there. Uh, And I also will be on Fox News Sunday Media Buzz uh, on Sunday morning. Saturday, I am spending 
out at the ballpark with my uh, with my 12-year-old, assuming the weather's good enough for the games to be going on. Hope you all have fantastic weekends. Enjoy the basketball games uh, and do your best. Enjoy your time with your friends and family. As always, DBAP unless you need to SBAP. This has been OutKick Show. <laughs>